morning. Turn with me to Hebrews 10. Hebrews chapter 10. We actually read this on, on Tuesday in prayer. And I just have not been able to, uh, I've just been meditating on it um, all week. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for your help today. Thank you that what needs to be said, what needs to be ministered, will be said. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your word that sets us free, that illuminates and helps us, lights our path. We are so very grateful for all that you have for us. And we don't take this time lightly, but we open ourselves up to hear all we need to hear. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Um, let's just read the, these verses. Um, it's Hebrews 10, verse 19. There's a lot of words in here, but don't get tied up in that. Let's, let's look at the, the, general, the general message, which says this, Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain that is through his flesh. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful Amen. hallelujah let us hold fast the confession of our faith for he who promised is faithful Amen. is faithful. faithful he's faithful glory to God this last verse has just been ringing in uh, my spirit the past several days let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. Now, um, can anyone think of something? What, what does hold fast mean? Hold fast. I was just at Disneyland. So sorry, all the references are going to be about Disneyland today. I was just at Disneyland. When that roller coaster gets going, I tend to hold fast to whatever it's like, whether it's my brace, neck brace thing, or the, you know, the bar in front of you, whatever's there, I'm holding fast. What does that mean? I'm not letting go. Not letting go. Not letting go. Why? Because I'm on a ride that's throwing me all around the place, right? You know, you get in those swirling teacups, which I did not do. <laughs> I, I don't spin that fast, thank you. But I mean, you better hold on or you'll be in your neighbor's lap, right? you got to hold fast. you got to hold fast. Well, the Bible tells us that because of all that Jesus did, there's something we are to hold fast to. And isn't it interesting? We, it says here to hold fast to the confession yeah. of our hope. The confession of our hope. Well, that's an interesting thing to say, we're to hold fast to. It doesn't say, you know, 
hold fast to God. You know, oh Lord, just I'm just holding on. I'm just barely holding on. No, it says hold fast to your confession. What is that? What you say. Hold fast to what you say. Hold fast to what you say. The confession of your what? Your hope. What's the confession of our hope? The word. The word is my hope. <laughs> the word, the Bible says later on in Hebrews that the word of God it can, is an anchor to our soul. It's an anchor to our soul. And here in Hebrews we see that it says we are to hold fast to that anchor. Hold fast. How? By what we say. We are to hold fast by saying the same thing. Praise the Lord. That word confession, it literally means to speak the same. Confession, that word there in the Greek is homo logeo. Two Greek words, homo meaning same, the same. Logeo, words, speaking words, means to speak the same. That's what confession means. So many of us, you know, so, and so many in the world, when they think of confession, they think someone who did something wrong and they have to go confess, you know. Uh, you know, in the, in the Catholic Church, you go confess to the priest, you know, or you have to go confess to the police, I did this wrong, you know. They're, everyone's looking for their confession. Well, this is, this is all a confession is, is agreeing with what actually happened, right? right. I did it wrong. I confess. You know, if you, in the natural, if, if you go to the police, you, you ram the stop sign and he pulls you over, you're, you're, you're not supposed to say, I didn't do that. What yeah. are you supposed to do? You're supposed to confess. You're supposed to tell the truth, right? That's right. I did it wrong. Yeah. And hopefully you end with, I'm sorry. You know? You know? But to confess means to speak the same. Mm -hmm. To speak the same. You are to speak the same thing that God says. Glory to God. Amen. Speak the same thing that the Word says. And um, I love this verse here because it tells us not only are you supposed to confess the right thing at the beginning of your faith project, at the beginning of uh, whatever you're, you're setting out to do for Him, That's but right. you've got to keep saying, you've got to hold fast. When, when it doesn't look like you think it ought to look like, you're still supposed to what? Speak the same thing yes. as when you started. Amen. And when you get towards the end of your faith project, what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to speak the same thing. That's right. Amen. Hallelujah. We are to hold fast what God's told us. And I promise you, the enemy is going to do everything he can to make it look like what God said isn't going to come to pass. Amen. Now, why is this so important? Because the battles that come in life sometimes are small, but other times are big. And if we can learn how to speak the same thing in the small battles, Amen. 
If, you, know, you know what I'm talking about in the day-to-day -day things? If we can learn to speak the same thing there, then when the big battle comes, it's not going to be an issue for us because we're practiced at it. We're practiced at it. Praise the Lord. Um, I know we talk about our words often here, but understand this. This is one of the primary ways we stay in faith. We understand this, right? Faith comes how? By hearing. Faith comes by hearing. If we're not hearing the word, if we're not listening to the word, if we're not open to the word, we will never gain faith, right? So faith comes by hearing. So important. Anytime we step out in faith, we better make sure we've got some. <laughs> and if we need to get some, well, we understand this. We're going to have to hear some things. That's why Sunday morning by itself just doesn't cut it for That's most right. of us. <laughs> why? Because the, the bigger the faith battles get, the more that's going on, the more word we need to be hearing. That's Amen. why we spend time personally. Every one of us should be spending time every day reading some part of the word. I don't care if it's just one verse. I mean, if, you, if this rings in you like it's been ringing in me all week, I, there's, been, there's been whole days. I mean, I spent a day driving to California this week. You know, we left at 5 in the morning, and we got there at 10 at night. Mm -hmm. So that was a long day. I didn't necessarily have, you know, time to sip my coffee and read my Bible outside while watching the birds fly around. You know, that, that didn't happen. But I still got out my iPad and read a chapter in my Bible, you know, right. when I wasn't driving. <laughs> right? But even if you don't have time to do that, you can get a verse in your heart so strong that it comes up throughout the day. And I'll tell you this, I was walking around Disneyland, but this verse was coming out of my mouth. I'm just well, I'm waiting in line, and I'm going to hold fast the confession of my hope. Praise God. I'm going to hold it fast. I'm going to speak the same, because he who promised is faithful. He who promised is he, not because I'm so great, not because I'm so good at this faith thing that I can pull anything in that, you know, no, no, no. It has very little to do with me and everything to do with the fact that he is so faithful. His word is truth and it cannot lie. And if I will keep my confession the same as his word, and not waver, Amen. I will receive the answer, the thing that I am saying, because he is faithful. He's faithful. He's faithful. Amen. Faithful. That's right. Amen. He doesn't mess up. <laughs> I mess up. Yeah. My kids mess up. My husband on occasion has messed up. My dogs definitely oh. mess up. But God is faithful. Amen. He doesn't mess up. Thank you, Lord. He doesn't mess up. 
And so I've, as I've been meditating on this verse, I'm realizing if, if I can just do my part, mm-hmm. if I can do my part, well, well, first I've got to hear about faith and gain some faith, right? But then I've got to confess. I've got to say what God says and not waver. Not waver. What does that mean? Amen. Not start saying something that doesn't align itself with the word. Amen. So, praise the Lord. He's helping us today. Amen. Um, turn with me to James. James chapter 2, excuse me, James chapter 3. And verse 2, James chapter 3, verse 2. It says this, for we all stumble, or we could say this, mess up, in many ways. And if anyone does not stumble, mess up, in what he says he is a what perfect man now when we see this word perfect in the bible doesn't mean you're just like a shining knight and just the number one it means you're mature Mature. it means mature he is a mature man if anyone does not mess up (laughs) in what he says He's a mature man. Let's say that one again. If anyone does not mess up in what he says. Listen, I'm talking to me today. Not, you're just listening along because I need to hear this. If anyone does not mess up in what he says, how do you not mess up? I know that's a double negative. You speak the same as God. If, any, if, 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 if you'll just speak the same as God, you'll be mature. It's the mark of a mature Christian. Yes. The mark of a mature Christian, no matter what's going on around them, you're going to say what God says. Uh, I was telling some of you I was caught in some major traffic yesterday on the way to the airport. So my, my daughter and I, when we left uh, where we were staying it said it was an hour and a half to the airport. We left with about two hours, uh, to, you know, about two hours ahead. It was supposed to be an hour and a half drive, and we stopped to get a burger about half hour up the road. We stopped, got some lunch, and then when I checked right after lunch, um, it said it was going to be an hour and 40 minutes. We'd already driven 30 minutes. And now all of a sudden, my hour and a half drive is now two hours. <laughs> And so I was like, oh boy, praise the Lord. So I get in the car. At this point, from the restaurant, from the burger place, there's two ways to go. They both say the same time, but one shows a lot of traffic. And the Lord deals with me, go the route where the traffic is. Well, that's a fun thing. So we get up there. And you're just watching, you're sitting in traffic and you're watching the time to your destination increase and increase. I was supposed to fly out. The plane was leaving at 427. It is now 405. No hour ahead, no hour and a half ahead. I mean, 
They normally close the gates 10 minutes before the flight leaves. And you know, you're thinking, security line, get down to the gate. And you realize there's no physical way to get this done. But I sat there and I looked at my daughter and I said, the spirit dealt with me to go this way. So what are you going to do? I mean, she's looking at the next airport, you know, the closest airport to see what next flight I can get on and, you know, and things like that. And I said, he dealt with me to go this way. So it's going to be okay. I don't know what it's going to be okay looks like. Right. It may be I don't get on that flight and I go to another airport and buy another ticket and get home, but still get home, but I follow the Spirit of God. Amen. Or it may be that the angels clear out security, which is exactly what happened, and I run in, throw my stuff on the security thing, grab it all, happen to be wearing sneakers, which I never do in the airport, and run to my gate and have one guy, you know, closing everything up, see me, quick call to the end and say, don't, don't close the door, don't close the door, I've got another passenger, doesn't even check my ticket, just sends me down to the end of the gate. And I get on. Praise the Lord. And everyone around me laughed at me for a few minutes because I couldn't breathe. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But what are we saying? If you just say the same thing, what is that? I follow the Spirit, Amen. so it will work out. It's going to be okay. Was it a little nerve-wracking? Absolutely. I've never done that before. But here's the thing. If you follow the Spirit and you're speaking the same thing, this is, not, this is what did not come out of my mouth. There's no way to make it. I can't make it. There's no way to do this. We went the wrong way. I shouldn't have gone this way. I did the wrong thing. That is not what I said. Why? Because I've learned from experience. If you'll just st stick with what God told you. Yeah. If you'll just stick with, he dealt with me. And even if it turns out to be, I mean, even if I'm calling Miss Keisha and say, you're putting in a DVD tomorrow because there's nobody there to preach, then, then um, if we obeyed the Spirit then you followed, you did the right thing. That's right. You did the right thing. Amen. You did the right thing. Why? Because you're holding fast. You're doing what this verse said. You're That's sticking right. with what God said. Amen. Amen. And listen, if you'll stick with what God said, say, say, everybody say, 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 say. out of your mouth, of your mouth. you say, you confess what God said, whether it's in his word or what he spoke to you in your spirit, if you will say it out right. of your mouth, right. it will keep you on the track that God needs you on to get you to your destination. Amen. Amen. When we were at Disneyland, we waited in lines to get on rides. Yeah. When I got in the ride, I did not expect to not end the ride. Does that make sense? When I got, when we started, I wasn't concerned about whether I'd finish or not. Why? Because there's a track. 
It's all automated. There's, you know, yes, it could stop for a minute, but, but we're going to get to our destination. Yep. You're on the track. Your confession is your track. Your confession is your, your track to stay on the ride. <laughs> if you want to get to the destination where it comes out right and you can say, he's been faithful. Amen. If you want to get to that destination, you better line your words with what he said. Amen. It's your track. Amen. My husband was trying, he wanted to... Uh, and hear something in one of his vehicles with, with some Velcro. And I was trying, you know, uh, it was a CB radio. He needed to attach it to the dash. And I was explaining to him, he goes, I just need one strip of Velcro that goes around and, and catches itself on the other side. And I was trying to explain to himself, Velcro has two parts. It's, it's two pieces. It's not just one, one thing of Velcro. It's two pieces. You've got one side that's the stiff plastic loops, right? You've got the other fuzzy side. The fuzzy side sticks to the plastic side. Mm -hmm. The loops, right? That's how Velcro works. It takes two things. God needs your mouth. That's right. He needs Amen. your mouth Amen. in the faith interaction, or you won't get to the end of the ride. Amen. You're, you're going to stop somewhere in the middle, and they're going to have to ask you, escort you out with flashlights, you know? Say, sorry, everything's broken down. I don't know why we're not getting to the end. Because you stop saying what God wants you to say. Amen. You need both sides of the Velcro to get it to stick. Amen. You need God's part, and you, he needs your part if you want the faith project to get to the end. That's right. Hallelujah. How long it takes a lot of times is up to us. How much are we keeping our mouth on the track Amen. of what God said? Amen. Hallelujah. There have been times where I've had symptoms on my, in my body that have just lingered and lingered and lingered. And once in a while when I thought about it, I was like, Jesus is my healer. And that's all I did about it. I just let those symptoms stay. Talking about me. Until finally, I got fed up with it. That's right. And what, when I got fed up, you know, when you get fed up with something, where you're like, enough is enough. Enough is enough. Well, then all of a sudden, you're ready to change something. And what, I, what did I change? I started putting the word in my mouth. That's right. Devil, the Bible says that by Jesus' stripes, I was healed. Amen. I already am healed. And so you can take your symptoms and somewhere else because they're not going to stay on me. They can't stay here because Jesus already purchased my redemption. What am I doing? I'm putting my body on the right track to Amen. get to the end Amen. of the ride. Amen. You know, Amen. there are some rides you just want to get off. Yeah. <laughs> yes. There's some rides you'd just rather get off. Yep. Amen. And the enemy would love to just keep you there and keep you there and keep you there and keep you there. Right. So where are we? James chapter 3. Amen. If anyone does not mess up in what he says, he's a mature man. Able also to bridle 
his whole body. If we put bits into the mouths of horses so that they obey us, we guide their whole bodies as well. What's he saying? You put that rein on that horse, you grab those reins, you control him. That's right. At least if you know what you're doing. I've been on horses that paid no attention. But that was my fault, not the horse's fault. If you grab those reins, you put a bit in his mouth, you can tell him which way to go. Look at the ships, verse 4 also. Though they are so large and driven by strong winds, they are guided by a very small rudder. Wherever the will of the pilot directs, so also the tongue is a small member, and yet it boasts great things. Listen, your tongue directs your life. That's right. Your tongue directs your life. And this is what I've been meditating on for the past several days. If I don't like what I'm seeing in my life right now, where am I going to look? I've got to look to my tongue. That's right. Because that's what the Bible says directs my life. Amen. So many Christians get in the middle of a mess. They start crying and complaining. And I've been there and I've done it. And you say, God, why aren't you doing anything? Why aren't you helping? Wow. Right? Wow. I mean, it's, it's such a temptation to look to God and say, you said you'd work it all out for my good, but it's not working out. But the Bible doesn't say complain and cry to God because sometimes he's faithful and sometimes he's not and you have to remind him to be faithful to his word. No, the Bible doesn't really say that. It says it's your tongue that you've got to look at. Are you holding fast to the track you're supposed to be on? Are you holding fast to what? So when you start something, you actually finish it. And he's been dealing with me that I have faith projects out there, things that I set my words to long ago that I just let go. Right. How do you let go? You stop saying That's right. the same thing Amen. you were saying before. Amen. True. And it's easy to do and still think, well, I'm in faith about that. Are you saying anything? Is it coming out of your mouth? Why is it so important to come together and learn to praise God on Sunday mornings? To even sing. I mean, we put praise to music to help people get it out of their mouth. Right. 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 To help you. It's kind of like, okay, well, I don't mean to insult anybody, but it's kind of like kindergarten, right? We teach the kids the ABCs in forms of songs, right? My daughter is in preschool, teaching preschool all, all summer. I mean, she was coming home singing the days of the week. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. There's, I mean, she's singing all these little songs. about Why? Because it's easier for the kids to learn certain things when they're singing them. Yep. But we do the same thing in church. Mm-hmm. We put praise the Lord to music, and all of a sudden people are able to pull it out of their mouth. This is just practice, guys, so that when you go into your car, and when you're in your shower, and when things start to, you're opening your mail, and you get that bill you weren't expecting, the right thing comes out of your mouth. That's right. Amen. Right? Amen. 
why do we spend time learning the ABCs so that when you have to go file something, I used to have to file a lot. Back in the day when we had files on paper, <laughs> I had to file, what, what am I back there? A, B, C, D, G. <laughs> what am I? I'm reminding myself of the alphabet. How am I doing that? The way I learned it. Why do we sing, Father, we praise you. You always work it out for me. Why do we sing stuff? So that when we need it, mm -hmm. it can come out. That's right. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Your Amen. confession out of your mouth is the track that keeps you clicked in Amen. to the ride God needs you to be on. Amen. Praise Amen. the Lord. Yes, we've got to hear about faith. We come to church and we hear about it. Yes, oh, I've been preaching long, sorry. Yes, we, um, you know, we, we hear, we, I listen to preaching all the time. I mean, if I wake up in the middle of the night, I put on a podcast, I put on, you know, something that's on my iPhone, some teaching. Why? Just because I always want to be feeding my faith. If I'm not listening to it, I'm reading a book about it or I'm reading the Bible, praise the Lord, and feeding my faith. But there's more than just that. That's how faith comes, but it's not how faith is released. Once faith comes, it's got to be released. And once you release it with your words, Father, I know that by your stripes I am healed. And so I thank you that I'm healed today. And I don't care what symptoms are in my body. I declare healing and health in my body today. Well, what happens tomorrow when you wake up? You are to speak the same thing. That's right. Amen. Out of your mouth. Out of, no, we don't just think. It doesn't say think the same thing. No, it doesn't. And, and he's been dealing with me. You're not saying as much as you need to say wow. out of your mouth. Wow. You're agreeing with it. You're thinking about it. You believe I'm going to work it out for you. But, but the saying is what keeps you locked into that track. Amen. Sorry, I, it's all about rides. I just keep seeing those, those big, you know, tracks that the, all those rides have you on. Mm -hmm. Trust me, if the tracks weren't there, I wouldn't be getting on the ride. Right? right. right? Mm -hmm. It would be a little crazy. You want the track. You need the track. We want to stay on the track. Amen. We don't need to be going off the track. Mm -hmm. Our words, our words keep us on track. Uh, turn with me to Proverbs 18, and then we'll close up here. The Bible's either all true, or it's not. I believe it's all true. Amen. And so we've really got to, uh, Proverbs 18, verse 21 is where we're going here. We've, we've got to really take this seriously. Proverbs 18, verse 21, it says this, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Those who love it will eat its fruits. Death and life, it doesn't say are in the hand of God. Yeah. 
you know, so many people think, you know, well, if God wants it to happen, it's going to happen. If God doesn't want it to happen, then it's not supposed to happen. It's just not going to happen. If God, you know, wants me to go home at age 55 because of a heart attack, it's, that's what's going to happen. You know, people think that. They get some kind of major disease and think, well, God must want this to happen. No, 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 no. It's not what the word says. Death and life are up to us. That's right. Death and life are up to our tongues. Praise the Lord. The, listen, the Bible's either true or it's not true. It's either all true or it's not true, right? Praise the Lord. Everyone doing okay? Because this, this yeah, will, this is true. I understand we're going a little bit longer, but this will change your life if we start to watch everything that comes out of our mouth. That's Listen, right. we Amen. don't say, well, I'm just going to die of a heart attack. Right. We don't say that. No. We don't say it. Why? Because you are steering your life. That's right. That makes, I can't eat that. That makes me sick as a dog. Don't say it. That's right. Don't say that. Why? You are steering your life to never be able to eat whatever you just said. Yep. There was a time where I had some allergies. I couldn't just say, well, I can't do that. I'm allergic. I can't say that. Why? Because I believe I'm healed. So I'm not going to say, I can't do that. I'm allergic. Say, I can do anything God leads me to do. That's, right. That's what I say. Why? That's I'm right. steering my life mm -hmm. to God's track. Amen of healing. Don't talk about, oh, I just get in tons of accidents. Oh, this just happens to me all the time. I, I'm always getting in the wrong line at the grocery store. I always pick the longest line. Praise the Lord. Your tongue. My, my tongue directs my life. It steers my life. Am I steering it to what God wants me to be doing, or am I steering it towards destruction? Right. Praise the Lord. Sobering, but if we can tweak the tongue to only say what God says. Listen, we, we will mess up. I mess up, mm -hmm. sometimes frequently in a day, with what I say. Just correct it. Just correct yep. it. Just Amen. Cor Sorry, didn't mean to say that. Amen. <laughs> Look at this. Oh, that's going to make me sick. Whoa, well, so oh, I'm sorry. That's not going to make me sick. I'm just choosing not to eat it right now. That's right. But I can eat anything God directs me to eat or leads me to eat. You Amen. see what I'm saying? You don't Amen. have to be goofy and crazy. You just don't have to agree with everything the world wants you to agree with. That's right. Amen. You don't have Amen. to say what they say. That's right. Right? Hallelujah. Guys, he who promised is faithful. Amen. Can we look at Hebrews 10.35? Can you pull it up really quick just so we leave on, on the faithful note? Praise the Lord. Hebrews 35, sorry. 23. Hebrews 10, 23. Let us hold fast the confession 
of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. Amen. He who promised is faithful. If, if all you can say in a bad situation is, he who promised is, is faithful. faithful. Amen. So I know that what I've been saying will come to pass. Amen. What I've been agreeing with God about will come to pass. Amen. If, that, if you only get this verse today, put it in your mouth. Amen. Get it in your spirit and ask God to help you watch your words. The spirit will prompt you when you say something you ought not to. Right. He will he's the great teacher. He Amen. will help us. And, and start practicing getting that word out of your mouth. That's right. Out Amen. of your mouth. Amen. Speaking the same as God. Mm -hmm. Amen. Can Amen. we do that this week? Amen. Hallelujah. Why don't you yes. stand to your feet? Thank you, Lord. Father, so, so grateful for your word. So thankful. Hallelujah. That we can speak the same as you. And we know that we'll end up at the finish line every time yes. because you who promised is faithful. You are the faithful God. And so we speak the same thing today. We say that we are the righteousness of God in Christ. We say that we are the blessed. Hallelujah. We say that we are the head and not the tail. Above only, not beneath. We say that we always get to the other side of every trial and every circumstance. And we're so thankful for your help. In Amen. Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Go speaking the same. Yes. Amen. Thank you.